0: At the beginning of the parsha we have the uh, parsha called Vidoy Maisers. Vidoy Maisers is the parsha in which the person that completed the three year cycle of Maiser, which is Macerishai and Mysir in the first year, and again the second year, Mayserisha and And then the third year, Macerish and Mayserani, he comes and he makes a declaration before the Ravina Shirelam, that I have done everything that you have commanded me to do. Now the simple touch in that pasuk is that I have completed all of the responsibilities that the Taira places on me to bring the various maestress I have to give my maestres to the Levi, have to give my maestres to the Aniyim, I have to bring some mice to Shalayim, and all of these very intricate halachas, which so many Mishnayas deal with, and so many Gemaras deal with, and so many Rambams deal with, I have done all of that. Asisi hikachal asher I'm stating emphatically, mission accomplished. You would think that that's the chat in Asisi hikachal asher when he says that I have done everything, I have done all that you are mitzvah me, that means that I have accomplished all the Dikduke HaWachas. But Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says on the words of he says, I was happy. I was happy by doing the maishrists, by bringing the maishrists, by donating the maishrists, I made myself happy and I made others happy. That is what the title of the pasuk is, Asisikah Chalasher Tzibisani. Which is obviously very strange. Where did Rashi get this from? Where did Rashi understand that the words, Asisikah Chalasher Tzibisani, is talking anything about simcha? What does simcha have to do with that I have done my responsibilities vis-à-vis and also Kekhala be Sibisani is simcha. It's the chivim, that comes with maiss. There's a lot of there's a whole list of hundreds, maybe thousands of habakas having to do with all these maistras, with Bior and with bringing to your and what you could bring to your what how you could bring it to your and being paid and the, the aniyim and uh, what type of Ani qualifies and how you give it to the aniyim and how you give it to a Levi all of these things there are so many halachas that should be the Teichna Hasizik Ha'asher Tzvisani to be Tzvisani has to do with Simcha I, I did it all with Simcha very hard Rashi to understand The word mitzvah is one of those words that the English translation not only doesn't do it justice, but it actually robs the word of its true meaning. This is the problem with translations. Translations are, they're only as good as they, you know, make the publisher feel. The publisher needs to find an English word that fits, So, mitzvah is tzav, it's a commandment. Okay, so let's call it a commandment. But that's a a very big injustice to the word mitzvah. To call mitzvah a commandment is really sapping the word of all its meaning. Rav Hirsch speaks about this problem in in Sefer Bayikra. At the beginning of Sefer Yikra, he speaks about the problem of translating words and how we really often give words the wrong type, and as a result of that, everybody thinks of a a certain concept in the wrong way. He's speaking about carbonis. The translation of a carbon, I guess uh, German was no different than English, we touch a carbon as a sacrifice. But sacrifice has the connotation that I'm nebuch, you know, like in baseball, you know, you have a sacrifice fly. You know, you have to, you don't really want to, you know, you want to hit the ball where you want to hit the ball and you want to try to get a a run or a home run or whatever, but I'm sacrificing what I'm doing for Yenam. I have to, I want him to come home, so I have to do this, I have to sacrifice the fly, or I have to, you know, bump it so that the guy gets from second to third, and that's a sacrifice. I'm ruining my own, my own stats in order to get the man home. So when we speak about a carbon as a sacrifice, it's a very big misnomer because it implies that you're actually losing something in the process of bringing the carbon. Okay, I don't really want to give the carbon, but I'm sacrificing a carbon. I'm giving it up for the revengement, for the greater good. Fine, I'll do it, begrudgingly, but that's a carbon. That's not what a carbon is. Carbon doesn't mean a sacrifice. It means, and then people say it's an offering. It's not even an offering. It's, it's something that is an opportunity to bring one near the Rabbanisham. That's what a carbon is. That's how the Ramban learns a carbon. You can't put that every time you're translating the word carbon. You can't say the uh, the animal that brings me nearer to the Rabbanisham. So they call it a sacrifice, they call it an offering. But it's really, says in a first, it steals the, the, the real meaning of the word from what it's supposed to be. And a mitzvah is exactly the same thing. A mitzvah, when we grow up, and the Rebbe says that a mitzvah is a commandment, to a child's mind, and maybe to all of our minds, when somebody tells me that this is a commandment, I'm telling you you must do something... I want to run the other way. I don't like being commanded to do anything. To command me to do something, I'm not, I don't want to be a servant, I don't want to be commanded, I don't want to have a gun to my head, I don't want to be coerced, and that's, the, that's what the word commandment connotes. It's a command. You've got to do it. It's the Ten Commandments. It's like, it's you know, you have to do this. I don't want to do something that I'm forced to do. I want to do something that I want to do. If you tell a kid that, you know, you have to clean your room, he doesn't want to clean his room. He's not going to. Or if he does it, it's going to be with a lot of sif before that happens. But if you incentivize a child, you know, if you clean your room, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll buy you ice cream, that's something that, you know, that's kishmak. That's something that every child would want to do. You have to frame it in the right way. When we call a mitzvah commandment, it's the worst avera that you could do, it's that, that taich is the opposite of a mitzvah. A commandment by explaining to a child that a mitzvah is a commandment, even though it's from the rabbinic child, it's sort of in a child's mind and a human being's mind, it makes me sort of wince. I don't want to do what I'm commanded to do. I want to do what I want to do. If I were to taich a mitzvah, a tzivoi, I wouldn't call it a commandment. If I was writing a, a translation of Chumash, I wouldn't call it a commandment. I would call it an opportunity. A mitzvah really is an opportunity of a lifetime. Rashi at the beginning of Parsha Saab tells us this: "Ein Sab Eloloshin Zirus." By uh, the Parsha of Eilah, at the beginning of Parsha Saab, it speaks about bringing Eilah. An ayla is an animal that's it's all destroyed, it's all burned up on the mezbeah. You don't get any hanah from it. You don't get to eat from it. Kahanim don't get to eat. There's nothing. Kahanim get the iris, but everything else is com- completely consumed on the mezbeah. So it's hard for me to bring that. It's a hard animal for me to bring because if it's a, an animal that I could see some taftas from, some some ha'na from, Great. But if it's something that's cool, like halal, Rashi brings a sheet of shimen, that the reason why there is a necessity of a wash zero, sab, meaning do it excitedly, do it with enthusiasm, do it with a geschmack it's an opportunity, is because you really need that when it's v'mokim chisar and kis. An ayla has a big chisar and kis, a big outlay of money without any net return, seemingly, not getting anything from it. I'm just spending a thousand dollars to buy the carbon. it's all being burned on my back. I'm literally like I see my money literally being burned in front of my face. Do it. Sad as Fe Commander but Command Yisrael. don't command them. show them the opportunity that lies before them. make a geschmack for them. show them that there's a great reward to be had as a result of bringing a carbon Io. Sav is not a lush of command. Sav is a lush of zeros. Make yourself so excited about this. Excite yourself. Pump yourself up for this. This is an amazing opportunity. Don't think of a mitzvah as something that I must do. Look at a mitzvah as something that I want to do. That it's, it's, it's amazingly... Unbelievable to do. It's, it's an opportunity that I, I can't afford not to do. Because it is. Why is it such a great opportunity? Riv Dessler, in the beginning of the Myth of Milieu, I think it's the second piece in the entire Sater, he brings the Alter von Kellum's classic d'art that if you never heard this mark before, you don't know what you're missing. The Altman column, he's dissecting a Mishnah in Perkei I'm not going to dissect it as well as he does, and we don't have time to go word for word in the way he does, but it's good I to look it up. But the Mishnah on Perkei says, "Yafesh shah ahas Kairas ruach Elam hava, yayseh amikolchaya elam that a whiff, a clear ishruaf, just a smell, a shmet of Eilam Haba, if we're able to go up to Eilam Haba and just smell what's going on up there, not taste it, but smell it, for a moment, for a single solitary moment of that pleasure, it's worth more than kol chai Eilam Hazet, than the entirety of this world. So the Altar and Kalam explaining Taitz in this mission, it says like this. He says, "Let's say and you have to listen to this very well because it's, it's, it's a life changing bard. That's probably why they put it at the beginning of the safer. The whole safer, the whole Mr. Melio, all the sermon. Every every bard is life changing, but this is really life changing. Listen to what he says. Imagine if I were to say that I have a, a capsule in my hand, a pill, and in this pill." you'll be able to experience all of the Hana that everybody in New York City had in the past 24 hours. Every Hana, all the Hana's of eating and drinking and uh, all the Tanugayam HaZeh, Rukhmi Istikana, Gashmi Istikana, everything. There's a lot of people in New York City doing a lot of stuff every single minute. All of that Hana in this capsule, how much did you pay for that? To experience all of that hannah? People would spend, you know, probably millions of dollars to mind-blowing Hana. Let's say, let's expand that. Let's say it's not just everybody in New York City, but it's everybody in the entire country. That's really valuable have every Hanau everybody United States of America in the last 24 hours. okay now let's forget the United States' let's, let's move on to the entire Europe and the United States and let's throw Russia in two in one capsule and now let's add South America and even Canada everybody into this capsule the entire world basically in the last 24 hours in this capsule that's that's crazy Han That's crazy, I know. You have seven and a half billion people's I know in the last 24 hours. That's in this pill. Now, let's say, not just in the last 24 hours, let's say in the last week, in the last year. How about from Mysa Gracious till today? How about from Mysa Gracious till the end of time? Every single person that ever lived and ever will live, all of his. Hana, all of her Hana, every single person in the entire universe, meaning all the cumulative Hanas that were ever experienced and will ever be experienced in the on planet Earth. What we're dreaming about, what we're thinking about, what we're watching, what we're not watching, what everything that you see in this world, all in one capsule. All, that's basically Kol Chayon Hazed. That's the entirety of this world. There's nothing more than this one capsule in terms of Hanar. You go up to Shemayim and this is what the Mishnah is telling you. You will get that capsule. For doing what? For something, for a mitzvah that you've done that you didn't even really do it well. It's like the, the simplest mitzvah and you did it in the worst way possible. You did a Shalayi and you did it without, you know, with even not with with all the wrong all the wrong motivations. But you did a mitzvah. You put on a pair of You weren't thinking when you put on the pair It's Not even a you know. It's not a wool pair of A cotton pair of and the, the the strings are all shriveled up from the that mitzvah. Or you gave tzedakah. You gave a you know. You gave a quarter, and you know, it was just to get covered for it. That mitzvah. You didn't really get into ilum. Has a ayel haba mamish. You didn't get into the actual palace for the mitzvah, but you got to pass by the kitchen in the back of the palace, and they said, "Okay, oh, you could smell something for that mitzvah." It's not you didn't really do it well. You can get a whiff of what's going on in haba. Yofa acha shol ruach, ba You get that capsule. T- 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 that proverbial cask, you get that hannah of the entirety of this world. Everything that everybody's been running around for, going crazy for, trying to grab, trying to taste, trying to feel, trying to experience. All of that hannah you get for the worst mitzvah that you did in this world. For the worst mitzvah. This is not even tasting the mitzvah. This is smelling the mitzvah. Now if you do a real mitzvah well... You gave that quarter in the push and you did a good job doing that. You really had Kavana doing that. You did a Lishma. You put on a nice pair of tzitzas and you did it with Kavana. You put on film this morning and you really meant it. You learned during there with a Gishma and you had Lishma and Kavana and you did everything properly and you were There's You can't even understand the Hanah that that presents you. Such mitzvahs. Do we understand what's going on now when we do a mitzvah? Do we still think of a mitzvah as a commandment? This is not a commandment. If I told you, listen, I'm commanding you, uh, do something and I'll pay you $10 billion. Is that a commandment? That's like an opportunity that I'd be a fool and <gasps> even waste a moment on thinking about. What Everybody would do that. Everybody would do that. Who wouldn't do that? not a mix. Of, it's not a. You can't. Okay, put on Tefillin. Okay, why, why should I? I? I'm commanding you. Well, what do I get out of it? Oh, you get a uh, all on us of this world times a, a billion. That's not a commandment. That's an opportunity. That's Ein Sab El Roshim Zeros. Be misarious Pla Yisrael. You want to bring in Ila. You want to bring an ayala because that ayala is going to be for your That ayala in shamayim is going to be worth a hundred trillion dollars. Be mizarizem, spice it up. Maybe kishmat require yourself to do it. Ain't sab al-lashun zeros. You need that zeros. You need to understand that sab is not a commandment. Sab is, a, is something that you should run to do with all of your kishmat. That's what a mitzvah is. A mitzvah is, wow, more, more, more. Now everybody's favorite, Mishnah. And everybody's favorite, Tana. Who is it? Who's everybody's favorite, Tana? Ravchanani ben Akasha. Everybody loves Ravchanani ben Akasha, right? Because you know the shir is over, there's going to be and you can go home. Ravchanani ben Akasha Rats wanted to be loves us. He wants to give us unlimited, unlimited schar, and I don't have. He wants us to get the the Hamiti, Vaidun v'ayidun ha gave us Tyra. Taira is a constant opportunity. It's like a it's like an ATM machine, if you want to look at it that way, that you don't understand every word of Kira is a, a, a unit of mitzvah, that Eilam HaBa will grant us Hanna, that we can't even understand, we don't. Uh, we can talk about it like as if it's normal, but we have no understanding of what we're saying. Tama Tarek Negat Kulam, Rebellion used to say, B'Shem Lecha that every single word of Tyra that you learn is 613 mitzvahs, because Talmud Torah tam- and the girl says that every single word of Tyra is the sheer of the mitzvah. You don't have to learn a dash of Gemara to get a mitzvah of tam- Talmud Every word of Tyra that you say, so every, every word of Tyra is 613 mitzvahs. He says if you learn Tyra, so imagine like you sit and learn for an hour... And I don't know how many words of Tyra you're saying. Let's say 100,000 words. I'm getting myself into trouble because I didn't bring a calculator. But let's say you say 100,000 words of Tyra in an hour, so times that by 613. What is that? Anyone know? Okay. But now on Shabbos, says Rebel when you learn Tyra on Shabbos, and Shabbos is also a school of it's six hundred thirteen times that, so then the math really gets crazy. So if you learn Torah on Shabbos, you're literally like uh, you, you're you're you know I was going to say uh, you're uh, Warren Buffett or whatever. These guys aren't average compared to what you are. They don't have a a yam of your isher. because you have the entire call Chayel HaMazeh, for every single word, it's very hard to understand in human terms what I'm saying. I don't understand it. And I'm saying it. But if we would really understand what a mitzvah is, even the simplest mitzvah, a mezuzah, um, giving tzedakah, shifer, in, anything making a bracha, benching. These are mitzvahs we do every day, but we do it like with a yawn. we do it like a commandment, it's we have to do it, you know, we're lucky if we get up for davening, and we put on stone, God owes us big for that. We don't understand what we're doing, we don't even understand what it is. I'm trying to tell you the way the Torah is trying to tell us what a mitzvah really is. A mitzvah is not a commandment, and we have to get that out of our vocabulary. It's not a commandment, it's the opportunity of a, not a century... It's not the opportunity, it's an opportunity of, of a trillion years to have one mitzvah, it's Kedai. It's Kedai for us to have come down to planet Earth just to do one single solitary word of Torah, it's Kedai. To answer one Amin Hesherab with Kavan, it's Kedai. To give a quarter to the Pushka, it's Kedai. You already were zeicha in, in Kol Chayel Mazzeh, the entirety of this world has nothing to offer you after that one mitzvah that you did. But we have countless opportunities every single day, one mitzvah after another mitzvah. Ratzakadishbaru lizakas eshevah leficha chibelat tireh mitzvah. Ratzakadishbaru gave us six hundred thirteen mitzvahs, which is really just the strasheya mitzvah. There are so many offshoots of every of every one of the mitzvahs. You're learning in Shabbos, the obvious. Those are the obvious of the mitzvahs. There are taldes. There are infinite taldes of to the mitzvahs. And there's the Rabbanans, There's siyakin. There's takhanes. there's, there's There's so much. There's so many sip cuttings that if we keep every single one of them is billions of dollars. I mean, I can't explain it clearer. So it behooves us when we do a mitzvah, and this is what Efendimiz Baruch wants. He doesn't want necessarily, obviously we have to do them properly, but When you boil it all down, you know what a mitzvah is? Our Kishpachot wants to see, are we doing the mitzvah and do we appreciate the opportunity to do the mitzvah? How does a human being show his appreciation for an opportunity for something? He puts a smile on his face. He says thank you from the bottom of his heart. He really appreciates what you've done. When we do a mitzvah and it's simcha. That is the way that we show Akhishvara that we Hu that the mission was really accomplished. Hakadosh Baruch doesn't want us to do to check all the boxes. I did every single halacha, kiddush, kedin, but I'm doing it begrudgingly. I'm doing it like a commandment. When we come at the end of the three year cycle and we've given myserishen and Shani and Maester Ani, we've done a lot. We've given a lot. It's very expensive. To do this, this is not a, a, an easy mitzvah. The mitzvahs that I was talking about before were pretty inexpensive, right? It doesn't cost us anything to put on film. It doesn't cost us anything to sit and learn Torah. But nicer is one of those mitzvahs that are much harder to really to do because there's a very big outlay of money. When you're sitting in yeshiva learning about Meister, it doesn't really seem like a big deal. But let's say you're a farmer and you invested. A million dollars to buy your farm, and then you put another hundred thousand dollars into fertilizing it and seeding it, and then hiring workers for it, and animals ploughing, and, and you put in a whole a whole season's worth of really hard work, and the bills are coming in, you don't know how you're gonna pay them. And finally you get a bumper crap, and you bump at them, you start harvesting the whole uh crop, and you bring it into your silos, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, and who is it? Mr. Levy. First is Mr. Cohen. He comes and takes Truma. Mr. Levy takes ten percent of all of your crops. That's a lot. It's a lot. Ten percent is a lot. And then you have to take some of it to your shalayim and eat it there. That's a lot. And it's a big tiracha to go and shut your things to your shalayim or be paid at on money, but Saratak has somebody else, will bring it to your shaliyam. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of investment. And then there's aniyim that are coming and they want their, their maishas. And you're saying, like, well, man, Hashem, like, who am I working for? I put all the money in, I put all the effort in, I put all the investment in, I spit, and these guys, they just come and they take it, the chinam, that's what the rabbinic Hashem wants from me, do you know how hard that is for me to give 10, 20, 30% of my total income to aniyim, to levihim, to kaihanim, what in the world is going to think about that a second? somebody that did actually nothing for it, other than the fact that they happen to be privileged to be a kind, a lady, an honey, then I have to give up everything to them? And I have to do it happy? Comes along the Tyra and says, I'm doing it, and I did with everything that you wanted me, everything that you were mitzah me, not commanded me, I'm not telling you that I accomplished every single prat of every, of every facet of Meister Rishay Maestro Ani, Maestro Obviously, I'm expected to do that, but that's not what the video is all about. That's not what I'm saying to the Rabbi I'm telling you, Rabbi Shalom, I got the message. I did it with a Tzav, I did it with a Gishmat, because I know that's what you want. It was hard for me to give up, but I understand... That he came, the investment was nothing compared to what the ROI is, the return on investment. I give a, a dollar to an Ani, I get a billion dollars back. That's a good deal. Would I say, oh, it's such a pain, I can't do this, you're commanding me to give my... I did it for Simcha. Like, I was happy, I made other people happy. I recognize the fact that you gave me this opportunity. This is true for every Mitzvah, but when it comes to Kisar and Kis, when it comes to Nisra, which is the biggest hit that a person has through his income, and he has to do it and do it with Simcha, that's a very big challenge. That's a huge challenge. And the Torah wants you to do it, and the Torah wants you to do it with a smile, and when you do it with a smile, then you have accomplished the mission properly. Because then you show the avodah that I a moon, I understand what you're doing. I understand that you're making it difficult for me to do something. For I will get rewarded. Capable to fly in of whatever you expect from me. It's it's an amazing deal. Thank you. I'm doing it b'simcha. When you when when a person is able to say I've done it, I have done it b'simcha, that is a seichel that's what the Rabbi Hashanah wants. The Rabbi Hashanah doesn't want you to be mired in the technicalities. You've got to keep the halacha, but that's not what the Rabbi Hashanah wants. He wants us to do things with simcha. He wants us to recognize that He's giving us the opportunity that we can never fathom, and we get that. Imagine if we would know that. Imagine if, if I was putting on tefillin and I recognize that this villain is not just a mitzvah that I'm commanded to do, it's a mitzvah that I'm literally getting billions and billions of dollars for. Would you not have the biggest smile on your face when you're doing it? If we knew that Tom Teru was really Connecticut Kuhlman, and this was 613 times this filling, every word that I learned. Would I come late to Seder? Would I leave Seder early? Would I battle? Would I go out and you know and do nothing? I'd be here, I'd be a stifler. I'd be sitting here and learning, you know, 18 hours straight, because I'd be a fool not to. This is what a mitzvah is. A mitzvah is a of zeroes. Do it, because you have no idea of the opportunity that's being offered to you. Do it the simcha. And when you do it the simcha, then the rabbinic says, now it's a perfect mitzvah, because now you get it. Now you understand why I was mitzvahed. I was mitzvahed to you because I want you to get schar. Razak al-sharaq al said, I want you to get schar, but you have to appreciate the schar that I'm giving you. If I offer you a great opportunity, I say, listen, there's a house for sale, and you're looking for a house, and normally the houses here are a million dollars. I found a house for you. The guy, you know, he just needs to sell it. It's $50,000 for the house. But it has to be done right now. You'd say, okay, fine. I, I have the money. Thank you so much. I can't believe that you're doing this me. Right. I owe you everything. And you wouldn't stop thanking me for the rest of your life. Every time you move into your house, every time you, you walk into the front door, you kiss, you're thanking me. Because I did you the biggest favor. That's what a mitzvah is. A mitzvah is, I'm giving you a deal of a century, a deal of a lifetime, every single moment that you do any mitzvah, the smallest mitzvah, and when there's a chisar and kiss and it seems like it's really hard, be more mizuris because the simcha should be that much greater, recognizing that this that I'm investing is such a small thing, klape the, the dividends that it's going to accrue me. And if you think that this is a dvarm shalmavikach, that this simcha business that I'm trying to explain is really what a mitzvah is, is like, it's just, okay, it's a nice art, but it doesn't really resonate. You have to look, fast forward a little bit in the parasha to the ta'yichah. And the ta'yichah has the most terrible punishments you can't even read it like without, you know, just like... And we've seen the ta'yichah really play out in real life, just some 80, 90 years ago in Europe. It's terrible, unspeakable atrocities that were committed to call Yisrael. Why? What, what do we do so bad? And the Torah says very surprising statement. The Torah doesn't keep us wondering why the Tychah will be unleashed against us. The reason is, You didn't serve Akrish Parchu with happiness. Happiness? For that, I get a Tychah on me because I wasn't happy. The Pasuk ends, may Raif You know why you didn't serve for the happiness that you should have? May Raif because you were so full of Gashmias. You had I gave you so much. You got too much into the Gashmias and you felt at a certain point that this is the real world. I don't want to give nicer because that hundred dollars that I'm giving to an ani, I could go out to a fancy restaurant and get a nice meal for that hundred dollars. Why would I want to give it to an ani if I could spend it on myself? Why would I want to give ten thousand dollars to yeshiva when I could buy myself a new, you know, uh, whatever I was going to say, a new car? But that's not—I could lease a, you know, a hush of a car for that. Why would I? What's? Am I crazy? Why would I want to do that? When we get too mired in this world, when we're living in, in this world of of of, of pizza and sushi and, and cars and houses and, and, and stuff, we forget about what a mitzvah is. We see everything in front of us as the, as the greatest opportunity. We see that the chayel ma'zeh is the ikr, We forget about the sky that awaits us in ay have So now it becomes so difficult to do things or do things for sim, I'll do it, but I'm not really happy doing it because I'm happy Miraj. That gives me happiness. But to do things Ruchnias and Ayulmhabra it's so remote from me, I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it for Simcha. The Ravensh says that's the ultimate chutzpah. You don't understand the opportunity that I'm giving you with every mitzvah and you're looking a gift horse in the mouth, and you're saying, mm, I'm going to take a pass, or I don't want to, I'll do it, but I don't really think I, I should. And uh, so much resistance to doing it. Where is that coming from? It's coming, right? that we're enamored by this world, and we forget about the billions and trillions of dollars that every of that awaits us, and I'm above. And so we don't do it happy, and the Rebiter Shum says, Are you crazy? You're missing the whole point of my tire. You're looking at it like I'm commanding it, and there's a gun to your head. I'm giving you opportunities. I'm giving you the greatest gift every single minute of the day, and you're squandering it on me. Right? Oh, I have to turn everything over. i got to start from scratch. i got to go and, and, and mess up the whole thing. Break the whole egg in order to make a new omelet. i got to make sure that you get it. The only way that I'm going to wake you up is teshachah, destruction, rebuilding, and hopefully you'll get better the next time around. Because right now you're trapped in this, in this mirage of me, right? And you don't understand what a mitzvah really is. This is really said by the Rambam quite explicitly. Everything that we just said today is a Rambam. The Rambam is in the end of Hilchas Lulav Listen to what the Rambam says. The simcha that a person is expected to have when doing a mitzvah and with loving Hashem who commanded the mitzvah is a great abaydah. It's difficult. But it's a very important, tremendously important mitzvah. Either. And if you do not have that simcha, if you prevent yourself, you deprive yourself of that simcha, you say, I'll do it, but I'm doing it begrudgingly with a frown on, I don't have that simcha in my heart when I do a mitzvah. There will be a price to pay. Shinemar, and he quotes this posse in the text of this week's Parsha, Tacha sechelavas, sechelachem, the simple with the label. The Eina Gedulla of Akavid, Elo with Smayah Hashem. There is no greater Gedulla of Akavid, says the Rambam, but to be happy in front of us. that's the greatest honor that a person could have when you do a mitzvah. But not just doing a mitzvah, but you do it and you're genuinely happy doing it. That is the greatest honor and cover that a person could have. There is no greater crown of glory that a person can put on his head than doing a mitzvah, genuinely feeling happy, genuinely feeling excitement and enthusiasm in the process. You know Shach said about that last line of this Rambam? He says, you know, similar, there's a medrash in Kehelas that says that only Sholem could write Kehelas because Sholem HaMelef had the credibility to say, HaMele If I would write Kehelas, you would, you know, I say, you know, everything in this world is baloney, it's all nothing, it's frivolities, it's trivialities, it's nothing. What would you say? Who's writing this, Bamberg is writing this Kehelas? What does he know about Elazza? He says everything. Did he ever drive a Lambo? Did he ever, uh, you know, climb the Himalayas? Did he ever uh, go to some island in Tahiti and have a pina colada by the? What does he know? What does Famburger know about Pelis, about Habalabon? Haba Haba. He's no credibility. Shleima Mel, says in Medrash, who is the Austrian Mikoladim? He's the Chacham Mikoladim. He had, he had a you know, thousand wives and palaces and vineyards and he had everything. He has the credibility. If he says something, it's true. If he says, I tried everything, and I'm telling you it's all sell you it's nothing, that's believable. That's, he has street credibility. He's, he's believed. He's got the cred to, 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 you know, we have to listen to that. The Rav Shach says, if, I, if somebody else would say, you know, ain't of our if anyone else would say that, if another Rishon, another Afro would write that, all right, impressive, but not really. What, what does he know from Gedullah and cupboard? If the Rambam writes it, says Roshach, it has credibility. Because the Rambam really was honored in his life. There was no person, probably, in Claudia Shell's history, perhaps, that had as much as much coveting in Yudula as the Rambam. The Rambam was the hadar of Paul Yisrael. Paul Yisrael understood who the Rambam was, or at least most of Paul Yisrael did. He had his detractors, but the Rambam was the Rambam in, in the entire world. And the Rambam was the philosopher of the dar to the Goyim. And the Rambam was the physician of the world to the, to the medical world. And wherever the Rambam went, they threw covet and Gedulah at him, fistfuls of it. The Rambam was the most honored man in the world. He was, the, you know, if he'd be alive today, he would be like, you know, he would be it. He would be the, the big man. He had everything. He had Gedulah, covet. And if the Rambam writes, va with me Hashem, You could believe it. That's money in the bank. Literally. There's no greater Gedulah and covet says the Rambam, but to be happy with all the covet that was given the Rambam, with all the gdullah that the Ramam enjoyed, he says, you know what? Nothing touched when I was able to take a of an Esther with happiness, when I sat in a sukkah with happiness, when I ate my matches with happiness. That's real. The Ramam is telling us if you're gonna waste your life looking after Gdullah of the covet, I'll save you a lot of time and energy. Do a mitzvah with simcha. There is no greater kedusha and kavod than that. Everything else is nothing. It's nothing in this world, but it's certainly nothing in the next world relative to the greatness that awaits every single mitzvah that we do with simcha. The mitzvah could be done, but if you don't do it with simcha, it's not kechallah says but it's not kechalash, It's not with all of the tachlis of the mitzvah. The tachlis of every mitzvah is Achilah Shmuel wants us to be it, but to really be zeichad, you have to appreciate it. If you don't appreciate it, it's a chutzpah. The mitzvah is so incomplete; it's almost like it's almost like the Rebbe doesn't almost want you not. He almost wants you not to do it. If you don't appreciate it, in the case that I told you about the house, I give you a great lead and you never ever bother to thank me, you think I'm happy that you bought the house? think I'm happy that I saved you so much money? I'm not. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really miserable that I gave you that tip because you didn't appreciate it. I remember when I was a, a buffer, there was a guy who was living not far from me and he was married with kids and he needed a job very badly. He's, you know, he, he needed a Parnassah, he didn't have a Parnassa, and I knew, I had a friend whose father was looking for somebody in, in the field that he was in, and this was a guy that was looking for parnassa for months and months, and that was because his wife was getting upset at him, his kids, they, they didn't have what to eat. They, and I found him, I made a should-up. a very simple big. it wasn't a big deal, but I made a should-up between him and this, and my friend whose father needed it, and he was hired, and he got Parnassah, he never called me to thank me. And I was so upset about it, I remember being so upset about it. You know, I almost wish that I hadn't done it almost on a certain level, because if you don't thank me when I do something good for you, then it's a chutzpah. Imagine from the Ravensho's perspective, he's giving us opportunity after opportunity every single minute, and we don't thank him, we think that you know we're doing him the favor. We don't do it with simple, we do it with a frown, we do it like, uh oh, you know, it's a, the biggest deal in the world and I have to spend all this money, but okay, Baruch Hashem. The of are you serious? You're not thanking me? You're not rejoicing? You're not dancing in the streets for this opportunity? Teichacha. That's the natural reaction. The revenge Shalom is furious at us. Don't think you're such a hero because you gave my sirish and my se'ani. My Understand that I want you to be happy. And if you're not happy, it's not the Chalasher Keeping every halacha is not the Chalasher You did the mitzvah as a commandment. You didn't do the mitzvah as an opportunity. I want to tell you. An amazing ma'aseh that I saw involving Kivegar. The greater Kivegar once invited somebody to his home. It was an ani. It was, it was actually a magid, I think, that who made his parnassa with a lot of difficulty. And the way the magidim used to make parnassa, they would come to different communities, give a drosha, and then people would give them money if they were happy with the drasha. Anyway, Kiv Eger invites this Ani to his house for a suda. And at the end of the meal, Kiv Eger is machaving this Ani, this Magid, with benching. And the Ani was a Talmud Chacham. He was a Magid. And he knew that there was a Gemara in Chulun. The Gemara in Chulun on Pei Zayin Amin says that there was a person who once um, had a mitzvah of Kisei Adam in front of him. He was supposed to do the mitzvah after you you shat certain types of animals as a mitzvah of covering over the, the blood. And it was his mitzvah to do. Somebody else comes, and right before... I have the opportunity to do my mitzvah. He said, Somebody else comes and puts some offer over the over the dam. He's mechasla the dam instead of me, meaning he stole my mitzvah, basically. So the Gemara says that Rib Gamliel fined this person for doing that. Asara zehuvim, ten gold pieces. Ten gold pieces—a lot of money, thousands of dollars. He was fined because. He gave up the opportunity. He, he, he stole the opportunity that I had to do a mitzvah. Where Abigail was basically saying was, there's real dollar value. If you don't believe the shmuz, there's actually a real dollar value to a mitzvah. It's not like, okay, you, know, you need an act of faith to really believe that fill-in have a, have a natural value. Wait till Elamabba. Maybe I'll be a billionaire. We'll see if, uh, if the Albert McKellum was right someday. There's actually, the Gemara of Gamaliel says, there's a, there's a price to pay for every mitzvah. We don't understand what that price to pay is, but there's a price to pay. So, the Gemara says that a mitzvah like benching Birchus Hamazin, where there's four brachas involved, is 40 zahuvah, 40 gold coins. So, he says to Kivegar. He says, "You know, I'm an ani." He was joking with him. He says, "I'd rather get forty zuzuvim, which is the equivalent of like, like $7, dollars. I'd rather you give me the seventy five hundred dollars than Ben." It was sort of like, I guess, a joke. But you know what happened? Rivkeveiger says, "Really?" You're willing to give up benching for Asara Zehuvim. P. Vigar was not a wealthy man. He went to his back room where he had his money stored. He took out Asar Zehuvim, $7,500, and gave it to this person and says, fine, I'll bench. Do you understand that? Do you understand what benching is? Do you understand what an opportunity it is to bench? How do we bench? We bench, you know, first of all, we don't bench. Meaning, you know, if you have a, should I wash? Nah, yeah, no, no, you go to a fast. I'm not going to bench, right? Don't we do that? I do that. Or you know, I want a diet, trying to stay away from starches. Not going to bend. I'm just going to have the chicken. Or you know, we'll, uh sometimes we just forget to bench, right? We're very busy. We had a sandwich, and we run out, and uh, we figure we "Oh my gosh, I forgot the bench." All these things I think happen, right? they happen to me. So they probably happen to more than just me. Do you understand? Let's say I would say if you wash and you bench, I'll give you $7,500. I think there wouldn't be a, a, an issue of dieting. I think there wouldn't be an issue of laziness. I think there wouldn't be an issue of forgetfulness. We would get it. I, I, I'm going to wash, I'm going to bench. I'm going I'm to eat the whole challah, you know, by the of that big chastis challah. I'm going to eat that myself. That's what it is to understand to do things. to simple, there's a real. It's not just like okay, you know, nice bar, Get it? Ilan haba Altvin t'mikalem kol chayelam haba. There's a real value to a mitzvah in this world. Don't look at a mitzvah as some abstract hanab, a capsule, in ilan haba. Look at a mitzvah that every mitzvah has a dollar value that's tremendous here. And the daily were more than willing to pay that dollar value because they really felt the value in this world for every mitzvah that they did. There's a maestro with the brisker of. You ever see any briskers that say Krishna? I don't know if you ever watched a brisker say Krishna, but it's fascinating. They basically they can take an hour to say Krishna. They'll say Shema, 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 Yisrael, Yisrael, Yisrael. They they mamush every single word. I'm not making fun of them. It's beautiful. But every word is like an Shlema, every single word. And it takes them time. They call it called it the Ahafta, the they the Ace, Hashem. They every single word they get where did they get this from? They got it from the Bristarov. The Bristarov used to do this. The Bristarov was Mamish, his Shema was every single word, an And it took a long time, but he concentrated and he did it every single day, every three times a day. So one time he was doing that in front of, of a balabayas and the balabayas is sort of making fun of him. Not to his face, but afterwards he's all like, what, what is that? What, what are you doing? When I say creation, I, just, I say it. You know, I don't have to like, make, my, make, make myself crazy every single word that I say. What's the briskerov doing? So briskerov says, what, what business are you in? He says, I'm, a, I'm in, in the diamond business. So I thought so. He says, "Tell me, what type of security system do you have in your office?" He says, "Well, it's a very dangerous area, the diamond district, and you know I have millions of dollars worth of diamonds in my in my safe in my office. So we have a safe in the office, obviously, and the safe is inside of another safe." And so you have to know, like, multiple combinations until you get to the diamonds, in that's if you get into the office. But before you get into the office, you got to be buzzed into the building where there's a guard. And you have to be, you know, approved by a call that goes up to my office with video cameras. And then when you come into the office, you don't just walk into the office. The office is locked. You have to be buzzed in. And then to get into the safe room, you need another buzzer on a buzzer of a third buzzer to get into that safe room. There's basically 20 fail states. Before you get to touch a diamond, you have to make sure that, you know, you get every single code and every single... It's a big obligation to get into that diamond. And to get out of the building is the same thing. You're not running out of the building with my diamonds because you have to get back... All those doors are locked on the other side also. So you need to be called out of every single room and called out of the building before anyone leaves the building. It's a whole lot better. He says, what, Why are you doing that? He says, Because diamonds are a very, very valuable thing. And when you have something that's very valuable, you have to secure it as well as you can. So the brisk have said, You just made my case. You think that diamonds are spits. It's like that's the world, that's me, really tell, that's what you got in life. It is valuable in this world, but let me tell you something. Every single mitzvah in the Torah is all the diamonds in the world. If you're having so many safes to make sure that that, that your safes are secure, that your diamonds are secure, how many safes do I need to protect my diamonds? So I'm not just going to be... Flippant about saying shaman, like the letters are all bleeding into each other, and the pronunciations are inaccurate, and saying, but I did the mitzvah. I have to put every safeguard on every word, and I have to pronounce it right. I have to press the right codes for every single word, for every single pronunciation, for every duggish. I have to make sure that I get it perfectly right, because I can't take a chance. We're talking about trillions of dollars here. If you're millions of dollars, you're not willing to take a chance on, imagine my trillions of dollars. That is the way that we should look at mitzvah. If we look at mitzvah, we'd all be briskets. We would all be Machpidgomer on getting. You know, we wonder like, why is this guy spending hundred fifty dollars on Esther? Two hundred? that crazy. He just bought a lemon, a glorified lemon, for three hundred dollars. The guy's insane. I go to the street, I find a mit- an Esther that's basically kosher, and I buy eighteen bucks. What? Well, are you crazy? You know why we think that way? Because we're looking at the at money as being, having a Shabbos to a Mitzvah. We're saying, I don't want to spend more than $18.36 on an Mitzvah. I don't have to. I'm yikesay my Mitzvah. I'm good. And you are. But if, and if you can't afford it, then you absolutely should not be spending more than that. But let's say I can afford, suddenly, when it comes to taking a vacation, I have the money. And when it comes to leasing a fancy car, I have the money. And when it comes to going out to eat at to a fancy restaurant, I have the money. There I have no problem Spending on a, you know, on a, on a steak, a hundred bucks. You go to a fancy restaurant, a steak is like eighty-five, ninety-five dollars. That I have no problem. That, you know, that's for my budget, that's for my belly. For an esrog, no, why not? The answer is because I don't really believe that an esrog is that valuable. So I'll buy an esrog, but I'll buy it to be yitz. I'm not looking to buy a fancy esrog. Hit hey, their mitzvah for me is not a big deal. That's only because we are so enamored by Roy and Kyle. that money thats we have choices to make with every dollar. That's what you learn in economics. Every dollar is an opportunity. Economists don't look at a dollar as being something that you know you spend and that's it. Economists make a whole lumpness on every dollar that it's bread versus it guns versus butter, if you know what I'm talking about. It's all you know they made a whole tough out of economics. But it's a choice. You're making a choice. If I spend it on this, I'm not, I'm not spending it on that. If I'm spending it on, on, on an ester, that means that I can't spend it on, on sushi. So I think to myself sushi, Esther, sushi, Esther, sushi. Sushi wins. That's because we forget the Alta and caliber. That's because we get enamored in Ayla Hazza and Niraih Kao, so we don't do things with because we don't cop. The opportunities that an esrig is, a perfect esrig, if I can afford it, do you know what that's worth? An island Haba, a perfect esrig, is trillions of dollars of sard. Trillions is too cheap. I don't know if they have more than that. Do they have something after trillion? yet? A Google, right? A Google of Hanabh. Of That's what the parsha is telling us. The tayachah is telling us, but even earlier than the tayachah, You know what the tafas of mitzvah is? To understand what we're learning today. To understand that every mitzvah that we do is literally priceless. It's not just a hyperbole, it's priceless opportunity. It's really priceless. Now, the problem is that I'm saying this myself, and I don't believe it. That's my problem. Okay, so we can have like a group therapy session for the shmuzh. Because it's a problem. The problem is that we're so mired in Eilam Haba, in Eilam Hazar rather, that we forget Eilam Haba. We don't. We forget about the Asar Zehuim in this world. We don't believe that benching somebody, saying, could spend seventy five hundred dollars on benching, which is something that I completely ignore. I, if I do it, I do it in three seconds. How could such a thing be? Kisa Adam is worth thousands of dollars. Putting some dirt on it. We don't understand what we're doing in this world every second. We're squandering trillions of dollars. We'd be a fool if you would, if you would see somebody with a stash of uh, $100 bills. And you go into the bathroom and he's flushing down the toilet. What would you do to him? You would have him arrested. You'd have him sent to the, to the funny farm. The men in white coats would be bringing... What are you doing? But we do it every minute. Whenever we're not learning, whenever we're davening without kaban, whenever we're putting on phone and we're not excited about it, when we're sleeping during davening, when we're not coming to davening, we're, we're insane. We should be doing it the simcha. That's kinuf. Khinaf really is explaining to a child and explaining to us that a mitzvah is not a commandment. That's the, the, the biggest crime when we misname something. It's not a commandment. It's an opportunity. It's a zero. There are places in this world that give a kinuf like that to children. I know somebody that works in a in a school in Crown Heights. And in a Lubavitcher school, they know how to be mechanic, This, this is what they're excellent at. The kids literally live to do mitzvahs. They live it. They live it. The Tillin, you know, we know everywhere you go, they're they're putting on Tillin on people. Samasti be by they're spreading the wealth. They get that a mitzvah opportunity. You can't live a life, you know, being a shliach in, in in you know in in the Antarctica. If you don't get that a mitzvah is invaluable, you can't. These kids are inspired from youth. Uh, they're supercharged. They're like excited. Log Lock, Blame is coming. They're thinking about that a month before. We do that by Quran. But they do it for everything. That's a tremendous lesson that we could take from them to look at a mitzvah as opportunities, to be actually excited, and that if a doctor would put a, a stethoscope on our heart and we think of the word mitzvah, our heart starts beating faster, thinking about that great opportunity, the happiness that should come from it. That's what we should be working for. That's this parsha, kisavah. The blessings of giving nicer and giving them with a geshmak, even though there's a big kisavah kiss, I'm happy to do it because I realize that the return on investment is tremendous. And the flip side, what happens when we don't have simcha, the taikcha, the punishment that's unleashed against Klaya Selly because Akarish Prabhu says, What a chutzpah. I was Mizaki you, Hirvla Mpira mitzvah, and you weren't happy, may Kail, because you were so busy with your sushi, with your goshness, that you didn't understand the value of what I was doing and what you're giving up. And what a shame that would be if we spent our whole life thinking that a mitzvah is merely a commandment. And hopefully this will be a turning point for everybody, myself included, to have a new, a rebranding of what a mitzvah is, to understand what a mitzvah should be to us. And that is the opportunity of Daire daires, every single one, the smallest mitzvah, the throughout the mitzvah, I'll take it, more than kol chayi, ailem have a good chance.